0: The Crossroads, a place of indecision, a place where we all find ourselves at one point or another. But does God have a plan for us? And if so, how can we find it? Hi, I'm Thomas Mayhew, and you're listening to The Crossroads, a podcast by AIM. On today's episode, I have with me Joshua Pestis, Lillian Stafford, and Caleb Tam. Very glad to have you guys today. And um, our question, or rather our topic for today, is about finding God's will for our lives. We actually have a few questions on that topic. And I think this topic is actually super relevant, especially for us as young people who are thinking about, okay, what next? What does God really want me to do for a lifetime? So our first question on this topic is very specific says, do I need to plan to go to college? I feel like I can find work to support missions without college.
1: Well, I think there isn't a hard and fast answer as to should everyone go to college or not. God has different plans for each of us that we may not know, that we don't know, in fact. And thus I view this question as more, how do I know whether or not I need to go to college, rather than should I go to college because it's god's will for our lives and there is no way that we can know that on our own the answer to this question
2: yeah i think the uh, trying to find god's will for your life is a is a really difficult thing because oftentimes we think of god's will for li- for our life in terms of what is my career going to be or how am i going to educate myself so that I can serve God. But in reality, our mission and our main goal in life is to serve God in whatever area we end up in, in our career, or the thing that we do to make money is just the thing that we do to make money, you know? It's what we do to take care of physical needs and things like that. And it is true, yes, that those things can be also used to support ministry and to and to better the cause of God as well but oftentimes we can get too focused on oh i need to go to college and i need to get this certain degree so that i can make a lot of money so then i can finally serve god but what we need to, we need to realize that it's not just going to a certain point and then i can finally serve god we need to realize that god's will for our lives is to serve him through whatever circumstances we, we
1: go through. Mm-hmm. Amen. We weren't placed on this earth to serve ourselves. We weren't placed on this earth to make money. We are here for a purpose, and that is to reach others for Christ, through whatever means He sees best, mm-hmm. not through whatever means we see best. And for some, that might mean going to college and getting a and degree. Not others not. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we might view this as the best way we can serve God is to make money and give it to Him. What if God is calling us, rather than to give our resources to Him, to give ourselves and our Hmm. whole lives to Him? Hmm. And thus, there's a difference between giving half of ourselves, that being choosing our career and giving our resources to Christ, and giving our all to Him.
3: But then on the flip side of that, there's the situation where you can actually use your career that you have um, studied for in college To as a ministry position. And so for some people, you know, going to college is the thing they need to do, for some people, it's not. But I think it's important to plan for the possibility of going to college because by the time you get there, then if you have prepared for it, then you will have the opportunity to go to college. But if you haven't prepared for it and God is calling you to go to college, it's going to be a lot more difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. And the truth is, you may not know that you're going to be going to college until a few months before. Exactly. We so to- if yeah. you haven't prepared for it, then you're kind of stuck.
1: We need to live with our options open, leaving, letting God lead rather than closing doors ahead of time before He closes them. Mm. And I want to point out that we can be used by God whether or not we go to college. College is not a prerequisite for service. Mm. Couple biblical examples. David, for example, where did he grow up? He was out as a shepherd and God used him in such mighty ways. That's not to say that you can't go to college and be used and be used by God. Moses and Daniel, for example, were educated in the best of the best of the best. And again, God used them in mighty ways. So God can use us wherever we are as long as we submit our wills to him. And follow his leading for our lives.
2: Yes, so that is really, that is a very true statement there, Caleb. That God uses us where he wants us. And that could be college and that could be not college. But God does like, does want us to become the best us that we can be. He wants us to develop our talents. And so we don't, what we want to make sure that we don't do is that we don't take a principle of God and apply our own personal, our own personal desire to it, and say, maybe I don't want to go to college, but maybe God is calling me to go to college. But then I say, well, God can use me without me going to college, even the and and I use a principle that is is true to further my own desire that I don't want to go to college. So we want we need to be careful in these things that we are making sure that God is actually first and that we have surrendered our desires to Him and that we're going to do what He wants us to wherever He calls us. And also on the flip side, maybe we want to go to college and God is calling us not to.
1: Yes, definitely. I think often we view our lives through a narrow scope and and limit the possibilities of our lives through our eyes, but we can't see the big picture. And thus, unless we place everything in God's control, we have no way of knowing what he has planned for us. And then we're following our own guidance rather than God's. Mm-hmm. Example, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. This trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and then he shall direct thy paths. Mm-hmm. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Going back to Proverbs 3, verse 6, I just wanted to add that it says, Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And that means if the college that you are looking at has, the, has a high potential of leading you away from Christ, hmm. we are called to depart from that. It's true. If, if the college we are planning on going to has an environment that, does, that is not suitable for us fearing the Lord, if we don't have that strong relationship with Him before we go to that place, We will be led astray. It's
0: true.
3: It's kind of like Daniel, because he went to a very secular college, probably the most secular possibly in the world. Mm -hmm. But he had a very strong connection with God. And it could be taken both ways that, you know, since he had a strong connection with God, he was able to do it. But also, God placed him there, and so God gave him Mm -hmm. the the power to be able to overcome the evil influences.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if he had his own way, he would not have chosen to go there. So sure. thus he would have departed from evil, but given his circumstances, given that God had called him there, he'd still put God first, despite his surroundings.
0: You know, at the, at the mention of the story of Daniel, I find it interesting also that you know while he was able to maintain his relationship with Christ, he also um, had three solid friends with him. And I think that's another important aspect where if you're going to be entering a secular environment, you need to have solid associations with you.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That God God may be calling us to be in one of those situations or he may call us to go to a place to to another kind of a place with a with a better environment where we can choose our environment and plan ahead for what our lives are going to be like, that they're going to be focused on Christ. I definitely see a common theme that we need to be focused on a mission rather than an earthly focus, that we need to be focused on God and sharing Him with others, and that should be our focus in seeking His will, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we're wanting to know how we're supposed to live, we need to look to Jesus. If we want to know what way to walk in, we need to look to Jesus. If we want to know what the truth is, we need to look to Jesus. When we step forward in faith, we pray and we study the Word of God and we look at what God's principles say about what our situation is. And We look at our situation and we we therefore from our prayer and our study of the Word of God and what we have heard God speaking to us, we step forward in faith on one of those options, and then God can speak to us by closing, opening, or, or you know, closing doors and opening doors, or maybe closing a door and opening a window, or just redirecting us to where we need to go.
1: In Isaiah 30 verse 21, it says, And thine ear shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. This voice comes from behind us. If we're not listening, if we're not paying attention, we will not hear it.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think that really puts the focus back on, that, on your solid connection with Christ. If you don't mm-hmm. have a solid connection with Christ, if you don't commune with Him as your friend, mm-hmm. if you're not listening for His voice, if you're not, you know, if your focus is in other places, if your focus is a selfish focus, then you will not be able to hear His voice mm-hmm. telling you where to go.
1: And if you're not used to listening... To him. Hmm. If you don't already have that connection with him, creating it now and expecting to hear an answer is presumption.
2: So it seems that I'm hearing that we need to be in tune with God and we need to be focusing on him rather than on ourselves. If we are to make the, the, if we want to figure out what God's will is for us and do that, we need to be connected with Him. If we don't know Him, how are we going to know His will? And so we need to be in tune with Him so we can hear His voice.
1: Also, we can always ask God for wisdom. Relying on our own strength will get us nowhere. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? God and God alone. James 1 verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. And yet oftentimes when we are in a decision point, we look to ourselves and we do our own research, other than the last thing we do is ask God, what if we went to God first? What if we recognized him as the first and foremost source of all wisdom? He knows the end from the beginning. He already knows what's going to happen. Why not? We just ask Him.
0: Hmm. I like that. Tapping into that source of knowledge that is inexhaustible. Mm-hmm.
3: One thing also is that when we ask God for wisdom, He's not always necessarily going to give us an answer right away. And that may be because we're not ready for the answer, He could be testing our faith. But if we just keep praying and asking that God will show us where we need to be, then He will show us in the end. Mm-hmm. And it will. we will find out that that was the best place that we ever could have been.
0: Amen.
2: Amen. I really agree with that. Sometimes when we pray, we don't get what we see as an answer at least. And God's answer is sometimes wait and sometimes yes and sometimes no. And sometimes it's a clear answer and sometimes it's not. And He's blessing us more when he gives us a less clear answer because that means we can exercise our faith. Because he wants to build us up and help us to exercise our faith so that we have a strong faith and so that we can move forward with him. We need to be able to trust him. We need to be able to know that we can lean on him and that he knows the end from the beginning and that he knows what's really best for us because a lot of times we can think that oh but I know I know I really like this or I really want this but God knows what is really best for us and if we were to go back and look at what we what God led us to do and what God led us to we would say that that was the best in hindsight but we just don't see the big picture so we need to see that God is in control and that he is actually going to make us the happiest need to trust him in that
1: also speaking of a path that leads to happiness what better way is there than to follow christ's example steps to christ page 77 our savior's joy was in the uplifting and redemption of fallen men for this he counted not his life dear unto himself but endured the cross despising the shame so angels are ever engaged in working for the happiness of others This is their joy. That which selfish hearts would regard as humiliating service, ministering to those who are wretched and in every way inferior in character and rank, is the work of sinless angels. The spirit of Christ's self-sacrificing love is the spirit that pervades heaven and is the very essence of its bliss. This is the spirit that Christ's followers will possess and the work that they will
0: do. Wow, that's amazing. And I think... Just hearing you read that, it made me think that whatever we do, the sole goal should just be doing the glory of God and not self. It's the opposite of selfishness is basically what our goal is. And that the opposite of selfishness is basically doing God's will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also strongly saw in that quote, the,
2: the portrayal of God's selfless love and how we are to have that selfless love and how Jesus spent his life in uplifting fallen man. And that was his goal. And our goal now is to uplift the name of Jesus who has uplifted us. And that's what he calls us to do in our lives. That needs to be the focus. So that's what I saw there.
1: And we can think that giving our all to Christ and being simply of service to others is simply blessing them But just two pages down, in page 79, and the effort to bless others will react in blessings upon ourselves. This was the purpose of God in giving us a part to act in the plan of redemption. He has granted men the privilege of becoming partakers of the divine nature, and in their turn, of diffusing blessings to their fellow men. This is the highest honor, the greatest joy, that it is possible for God to bestow upon men. Those who thus become participants in labors of love are brought nearest to their creator. Hmm. Well, wow. powerful.
3: Another thing that comes to mind when I think of how should I know what is God's will for me, for my life, is considering the talents that God has given me. Because God has given each of us talents to improve. And when we explore, we can, t- we can explore those talents and... Um, get different experiences and see where God has given us something that we are good at. Mm -hmm. And then we can take that and pray about it and see and ask God, what do you want me to do with these talents that you've given me? And that's probably the, the calling that he's given us is basically going to be directly linked with the talents that he's given us.
0: Yes, that's very true. And while God wants us to step out of our comfort zones and maybe do things sometimes that are not so much in our talents list, He also, I think, like you were saying, He gives us those talents to kind of help us, direct us to what He has in store for us for our lives. Because He wouldn't give us talents if He didn't want us to use them.
1: Exactly. And talents aren't just to be used. They are to be improved upon. Hmm. If God gives us these talents, we must use them and Thus grow in them so we can be of more service to Him. And maybe you're thinking that we know what we're doing and thus, because of that, we can talk about this. But actually, that is not the case. We actually, or at least three of us here, we have no clue what we're doing. Or nearly no clue. We have tentative plans should God lead that way. But at this point, we don't know what God's leading us for our lives. Mm -hmm.
0: That's true.
3: Yeah, right now I'm a lot in basically at least for the for the three of us, um Thomas and Caleb and myself, we we don't even know what God has in plan for us for even this next year. Mm-hmm. We don't know cuz Caleb and I were basically almost I'm almost finished with high school. Caleb will be finished soon and Thomas will be finished with high school really soon. So, we're right in the middle of this deciding we have to make big decisions about what we want to do, where we should be, and so we're we're just in the middle of this, trying to figure out what in the world God is trying to lead us to.
0: And it's not that we don't have ideas. I mean, I have some, <laughs> some idea of mm-hmm. what God might want me to do, but there's just... not only is it that I have options, but the other issue is obstacles. You know, mm-hmm, like there's exactly. financial obstacles, there's... Um, Housing obstacles, I mean, there's so much that, that could be an obstacle depending on what I, what God tells me to pursue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like we figured this all out. You know, we're on the journey with you if, if yeah. you're in the same boat as we are.
1: But God will never call us upon a path for which He has not made provision mm-hmm. for the obstacles.
0: Yeah, He will always provide a way for us to follow uh, or a way for us to follow through mm-hmm. if that's His will.
1: If He leads us, it's possible.
0: Amen.
2: Yeah, and I'm definitely in the middle of that in a sense as well. Although I am in college and I am pursuing a degree, I'm, I'm still looking, and especially now as I've realized that I've gotten caught up in focusing on my goal of reaching a certain career, that I need to be looking more to what God wants me to do right now and what God is wanting me to do once I receive that that diploma and once I get that degree to and to be seeking to fully understand what God how God wants me to serve. And I know that God wants me to serve and that that is the main goal for my life. And I think that we can all agree that we know God wants us us to serve him in some way. But we're still in that in that phase of exercising our faith and trying to understand where God is is taking us and trying to read the provisions and things like that.
3: And now at least for me in my personal experience right now is a waiting time for me mm-hmm. and I have been really learning in this time that I really need to trust God with with what I'm going to do especially in the last in the last year and this year trust the word trust has become such a much more powerful word to me because I don't necessarily know where God wants me to be who God wants me to be and Just having to rest completely in his hands Mm. is just such a powerful experience for me Mm -hmm. right now.
0: Yeah, I can attest to that. Mm -hmm. Not knowing
1: your path forces you to rely on God.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. And
1: I think that is actually one of the main reasons why God leaves us in situations with no way out. Wow. Mm -hmm. For example, at the Red Sea, the Israelites would not have been able to recognize God's power had the sea not have been there. But because they were trapped, because they recognized that on their own, they were helpless. God was able to show his power and show that he was in control.
2: I guess through our uncertainty, we learn to trust in the one who is certain and when we don't know on our own what, what is the way forward, we can still trust God. It's that development of that faith and that trust in God and knowing that He knows what's best even though I don't know what's best and recognizing our own helplessness and leaning on Him and following in His
1: steps. And No matter what confusing storm we're in, there's always a rainbow.
0: Hmm, that's true.
1: God never leaves us. Without something to cling to.
0: You know, that's an interesting point. And it brings me to the point that in this waiting time that at least the three of us are experiencing, um, we, need, we need to remember that it's not just waiting time. God has a will for our lives right now. Mm-hmm. There's something that we need to be doing right now. Maybe, that, maybe the main thing is finishing high school, but there's other things too that God wants to use us for right now.
1: And maybe beyond that, God is waiting to answer and open doors till we fulfill His will for us, Mm -hmm. for the now.
0: Maybe He wants to grow us for the next step. Maybe we're not Mm -hmm. ready. You know, speaking of God's calling, we had a more specific question that was uh, asking, when in life is the best time to pursue foreign missions? Pursuing foreign missions is a really good
2: opportunity and a really good growing experience because it gives you a chance to see God work and to show that this is His will, because it is God's will for us to perform missions and to go and share His love with others. And so when you go overseas, it often separates you with what you would call normal and what you would call you know, what what you are used to. It's kind of like it, it, it's kind of a mini experience of, of a waiting time. You realize that you're helpless to overcome the circumstances ahead, but you have to trust God will provide a way, and God will provide a way. And you will see it if you go on a mission trip. I guarantee it. God works in mighty ways when we let him work through our weakness. When we realize our weakness and we realize that God his strength is made perfect in our weakness, that is when His strength is made perfect and when we can see the results of His strength working through us. So I would highly recommend that you pursue that and definitely have that experience of going to a foreign country and spreading the gospel. It's one of the, one of the best experiences that I've had, being able to see God work firsthand.
1: There is such a need for full-time mission workers who are willing to lay down all on the altar for God.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, speaking about when specifically in life is the best time to pursue foreign missions, you know, only God can tell you that, but my personal um, personal idea on that would be that when is a better time than in our youth? Yeah, well, beyond that, I I think... There
1: isn't a hard and fast answer to that, but there's a Bible verse that says, Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. If God Mm -hmm. is calling you today to go, then go.
0: Mm -hmm. From a practical perspective, I mean, youth as youth, we have more energy. We are more capable physically to handle more difficult situations. And so, you know, just from my thinking, you know, in your younger age is the, is the right time to go. But if God calls you and you're, you're 55 or 60, I don't know. If, if whenever God calls you, you should go. Mm-hmm. And I like what Joshua was saying about it, it would, it's a good thing to, to try. You know, one thing that I'm really convicted about is while overseas missions are certainly very important, I think it's also easy to neglect the mission we have where we live.
1: Definitely. There's an amazing quote, Steps to Christ eighty one, about that actually. It says we need not go to heathen lands or even leave the narrow circle of the home, if it is there that our duty lies in order to work for Christ. We can do this in the home circle in the church, among those with whom we associate and with whom we do business. Hmm. I find it interesting it includes business in there, saying that even if our ministry even if our calling is not directly ministry related. God can use us, and He wants to use us.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Amen.
3: Well, at least three of us have had an opportunity to do foreign missions, Joshua and Caleb and I. And I know for all of us, it's been a very powerful experience. And I think, well, I've had an opportunity to have a foreign mission experience in my high school years. And it was a really big blessing to me because I was able to step outside of my comfort zone and get an experience of living in a different country and having to take on more responsibility and really have to rely on god for things and it was really a powerful experience for me because i was required to really have to trust god and when we have that kind of experience in our high school years i think well whenever it's possible but at least for, for me in my high school years. It's really been a powerful experience to prepare me for what lies ahead of my life, whatever that may be.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it's a really great experience. It helps us to learn to trust God and to realize how God can use us. And that ties into also our full daily lives, even once we come back from the mission uh, or from an experience mission experience that we've been on or a uh, place that we've been to where we've shared the gospel it helps us to see that god can use us wherever we are and and it it can the experience that we have with an overseas mission gives us a taste of what our everyday life should be like and as Caleb and Thomas were mentioning we don't need to we need to not lose sight of of sharing in our daily lives, in the family circle, in our careers. So living a Christ-centered life and living a life that is truly exuding His presence is His will for us. He wants us to be living on fire for Him every day and that's going to shine to those around us in every circumstance outreach is a lifestyle living on fire is the way you live your life the whole way through every minute of your day every choice that you make and so we need to not lose sight of that but i think that uh overseas mission experience is an awesome way to have a taste of what it's like to have god working in and through you and to see what it's like when he's providing and when he's leading and when he's showing you that this is his will
1: definitely and in addition to that Going on an overseas mission is an entirely life changing experience. I've had the privilege of going on a few, and each and every one of those trips has shown me a greater and greater perspective. We have everything made, and there's people out there that don't have anything. We have God's Word, we have several Bibles in the house, and there's people out there that don't have the privilege of even having of even having one and yet we just sit here in our homes and do nothing about it i'm actually considering pursuing full-time mission work if that mm-hmm. is what god calls me to do for and for more reasons than just that because i i find that when i'm over in an environment that is totally different away from distractions away from Satan's delusions, I guess, because over here, there's just so much that draws us away from Christ. But when you have to rely on him for your day-to-day life, and, and he is the only solution, you are forced into be having such a closer connection with him.
0: Hmm.
1: And when your day-to-day life is actually serving him and going about his bidding, it's just so different.
2: Alright, so I think what we've seen here today during our podcast is that to find God's will and to understand what He wants us to do, the center of it is to be focused on Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. If we want to know how to live our lives, if we want to know what way we should walk in and what the truth is, what the right is, and what the wrong is, we need to be focused on Christ. We need to surrender our talents and realize them and see what God has blessed us with and where that's leading us. We need to stay in tune with God and listen for his leading and watch and pray. We need to pray and study and step out in faith. And the waiting times that we encounter, those are growing times. Those are times that God has for us and he wants us to grow our faith and make us even stronger. And mission is an experience that gives us a taste of what our lives should be. It shows us how we should live as disciples, making disciples, with the love of God burning in our hearts, letting it shine. We don't have to make it shine. We just open it up and let it shine. Let your light so shine before men. And that is what God wants us to do and he will lead us to that.
0: Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Crossroads.